hotel perks as though you had elite status at that hotel, but you actually don't need elite status. Welcome back, friends, to the Daily Drop podcast. Here for another exciting sprint of travel hacking gold. And as usual, we have some good stuff in store. So today we're going to chat about JetBlue and Qatar and how those two airlines are buddies, which seems like an unusual friendship, but some pretty exciting things to share there. Then we're going to talk about how you can get hotel perks without any elite status, which sounds pretty good to me. And then we're going to answer a good old uh, reader question about credit scores, because Uh, what's sexier than credit scores, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, I think we'll have fun with it, though. But uh, let's kick this off with where we are in the world. Anything exciting going on with you, Mike? Uh, not really. <laughs> I just got back from Prague a couple of days ago. And yeah. uh, so I'm here in Toronto. But I was actually supposed to leave on a cruise tomorrow. Um, but today I decided that I didn't want to go on the cruise. I'm just like too tired. <laughs> I I was like so... I I was just feeling like I wanted more time at home and I was kind of dreading the cruise. And uh, the only reason I was like going to still go is because my friend is going with me and like I got this free cruise deal. This was the Holland America cruise that I wrote about in Daily Drop like six months ago or something uh, through the MGM status match. So it was a free cruise. Uh, My friend was going with me and I was like, "Ah, I don't want to disappoint him. I guess I'll go on the cruise, which is like such a first world problem to have but i'm just like tired like one and a half days at home is just not enough between trips right now and i'm just tired and stuff but anyways so my friend called me yesterday and he was like hey man can i talk to you about something and i was like yeah what and he's like i'm not really feeling the cruise and i was like oh thank god okay yes me either let's cancel this thing and uh as it turns out So because this was a free cruise, this is actually a good general tip. So this is a bonus tip from this episode. Uh, When you pay for like travel in general, like airfare, cruises, whatever, and you book something non-refundable, generally speaking, a lot of the time you can still get a refund of things like the taxes, the fees with cruises. You can get a refund of the uh, port fees and things like that. Um, and with this cruise, as I mentioned, this was a free cruise. If you want to read more about how that's possible, uh, I wrote a newsletter. We can probably put it in the show notes about status matching from Hyatt to a casino program and then from a casino program to a cruise program. Um, long story short, you book a free cruise, but you still have to pay the taxes and port fees on that. And so that's all we had out of pocket. That's all we had paid out of pocket. So when I went to cancel it, even though it was a non-refundable cruise, you're still entitled to get your taxes and fees back. And since that was all that we paid, we actually got all of our money back for the cruise one day beforehand um, for a last minute change. So that's a really nice uh, situation and just a good tip in general. I can't tell you how many times I've done that with flights where even though I booked just like basic economy or something, when you if you have to cancel, you can contact the airline and most airlines in the world will still refund you for the taxes and fees. So keep that in mind. Yep. It's it's one of Mike's superpowers. 
canceling travel. <laughs> yeah, can- canceling travel at the last minute. It's such a terrible superpower to have, but <laughs> I've done way too much of it this year. I mean, I was going to say, you've still seen like over 50 countries this year. I think it's it's fine to cancel. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. But I yeah, just too many, so many situations where I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't do this. I need to cancel this. I think it's like so good to know that that's an option in general, though, because whether you are just like too tired, which I told Mike before we hit record, like it's just kind of inspiring to know like, oh, I can just like cancel a trip and I don't have to like lose out on things. So I think that's just inspiring in itself to know. But also like life gets lifey sometimes. And Mm -hmm. if something does pop up, I just think it's so good to know that like you have options. You can get you know, money refunded. You can, there's, there's just solutions. There's solutions out there. I just think it's yeah. good to know. And it, exactly. Like you said, when things go south in life um, yeah. and you need to cancel something, it can be really painful, especially if you've booked sort of inflexible, non-refundable stuff and yeah. you had every intention of going, but something got in the way at the last minute and you just can't go. Getting a little something back is just a really good feeling. It makes you feel like it's not a, a complete loss. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Wins all around. Uh, I'm still here coming to you all from my backyard. Uh, I was <laughs> <laughs> I was over here like thinking before we hit record, like just like being kind of boring over here. No adventures <laughs> planned. <laughs> yeah. That's nice to you, though. Just staying nice and relaxed, finding adventures in my own backyard. We went on a hike that I didn't know existed around me this weekend. Nice. Found an alpaca farm. Just like, there's Very cool nice. things uh, that yeah, you don't that know about. Or, who would think there would be an alpaca farm in the middle of Florida? Yeah. Can you actually like go chill with the alpacas? Yeah, they do like alpaca yoga. So you what? can like go in the pen with them. That's amazing. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> That, that sounds incredible. I love like llamas and alpacas. Yeah, they're wow. really, really cool animals. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's very exciting. Last episode, Mike, you said you didn't want to come to Florida. It wasn't your thing. Now that you know there's an alpaca farm. I'll be there next week. Awesome. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> oh, good good times. All right, let's get into it today. Let's uh, Let's start off with the strange duo of JetBlue and Qatar. Yeah, it's a weird combo, eh? It's just not not the two airlines I would think like, oh yeah, like I can yeah. easily. Well, do it's weird because like JetBlue does. Well, it kind of makes sense because JetBlue doesn't belong to any airline alliance. Yeah, but they have partnered with One World Airlines in the past, like American Airlines. They just had that partnership that recently ended and so an american is part of one world with qatar so if there was any partnership i could see it happening with a one world airline but i i would think that it would be like british airways or something maybe since JetBlue flies to the uk or whatever but so they've actually had a partnership with qatar for a while now but it didn't have anything to do with points like earning and redeeming points it was just a code share agreement so like if you booked a flight on qatar airways from doha to like seattle Qatar would sell you a ticket from Doha to like New York and then on JetBlue from New York to Seattle or something, something like that. But now it's much, much cooler and you can actually redeem Qatar Airways Avios to for flights on JetBlue, which is awesome because as we've said multiple times, Avios are one of our favorite 
points currencies for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I, I mean, should we call out the big reason? Like, should we go there in this episode or is that yeah. like a whole other topic? Oh, let's go there. <laughs> let's go there. Well, Avios are the ones that break the rule that we have with our, our transfer friends in which you can transfer points between airlines in the Avios family. So mm -hmm. Qatar, British Airways, Aer Lingus. Iberia. Ooh, Iberia. I was like, I'm missing yeah. someone in the family. <laughs> and soon to be Finnair, right? Yeah, exactly. Very soon to be Finnair. And so basically, if you can transfer points to any one of those programs, you can then transfer it into any of those other airlines. So mm -hmm. like when there, if there's a program that can only transfer to British Airways, you can transfer it to British Airways, but then you could transfer it from British Airways to Qatar or to Iberia or to Finnair. And in this case, you could transfer them to Qatar and then book flights on JetBlue. And so super, super flexible currency between all of the banks and between all of those airlines in that partnership, you can pretty much use any bank points to fly on any of those airlines and all of their partners. So it's a really powerful, flexible currency. There are often transfer bonuses as well, including right now. There's actually a transfer bonus from Citibank. So City Thank You Points, you can transfer them to Qatar with a 30% bonus right now. Yep. And so that, that means that not only can you get 30% more points to book some of these JetBlue flights, which is sweet, but then you can transfer them again to like British Airways or Finnair or Iberia as well. And that transfer bonus is actually only for, by the time this episode publishes, it'll be like two more days. It ends on November 10th. So that's, if you have thank you points lying around. Get to moving. Yeah, seriously, go do that now. Actually pause the podcast, go transfer those points and then come back. We'll wait for you. Book something cool. <laughs> Yeah, but so Qatar has a, an award chart for their partners that's pretty good. So you can fly, I looked up some examples, and it ranges anywhere from 6,000 points in economy for really short flights uh, and 12,000 points in business class for really short flights all the way up to the very maximum, which I don't think there are any JetBlue flights that Fit, fit into this but like the highest tier with qatar is fifty one thousand points in economy and 150,000 points in business that's those are that's for like super long haul flights again JetBlue only the furthest they fly is from the u.s to like europe yeah. so you'd never pay that amount for any JetBlue flight but this is a cool opportunity because JetBlue has one of the best maybe the single best uh domestic business class product which is the JetBlue mint mm -hmm. seeds and now there's another way to book those mint seats. And so you can use Qatar Avios. You can get 30% more of them with the transfer bonus right now. And then you could use those points to fly in business class from like Boston to Los Angeles, like a six hour flight in a lie flat bed, one of the best seats in the country. And you now have a different points currency to be able to book that or to Europe now. Like we just talked about in the newsletter, how JetBlue's launching even more routes to Europe in 2024. So you can fly all over Ireland and the UK and Paris. And uh, so it's really exciting, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's a pretty sweet opportunity. And, you know, not a lot of airlines have opportunities like this. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's just awesome. It makes JetBlue a lot more appealing. Yeah. Like I would even consider flying to like New York first to be able to try out like the Mint product and fly to Europe or something. It just opens the door because 
there aren't a ton of ways to transfer points to JetBlue. And like one of those ways, I think, is it American Express that has like a really bad ratio? It's like, that's right. Yeah, it's 250 to 200 ratio or something like that. So basically you get when you transfer one point, you get less than one JetBlue point. So it's not worth it. And so now we have another good value opportunity to book one of the most popular airlines in the country. And that's awesome. JetBlue stepping it up in the travel world. Hell yeah. (laughs) That's great. All right. So now that you've flown somewhere cool, you need a hotel to stay. Right. And (laughs) I segued that. Yeah. Very nice. Epic, (laughs) Epic segue. Uh, So we're going to talk now about how to get hotel perks as though you had elite status at that hotel, but you actually don't need elite status. Instead, there are some cheat codes that can get you those perks. Yeah, pretty easy cheat codes, too. Like sometimes in travel hacking, it's like, oh, there's a cheat code. And then it's like, oh, you have to learn how to do quantum physics really fast. But this is pretty easy. (laughs) Yeah. And Some of these do require like a certain credit card, but there are also ways to do it that don't require anything at all other than uh, ambition to travel the world, Uh, (laughs) a curiosity (laughs) about travel. Um, (laughs) And so we're going to talk about a few different categories of these. So this is not like an inclusive list of, of every way you can do this. But we're going to give you like one example from each of the different buckets of how you can book a hotel and get elite-like benefits without needing to have elite status. So which one should we kick off with? I think we should start like easiest one to do. Like you were just talking about, there's like easy, no requirements necessary. And Mm -hmm. then we'll take it from there. So with one of our favorite programs. Oh, yeah. Hyatt coming in. World of Hyatt. The... (laughs) Yes, the best hotel program in the world. Ooh, These guys bold. are always well. I mean, like, look at what they're doing. They're just like launching new stuff left and right. They have amazing promos out right now. They they offer the best value for their points. Period. Regardless, they have I think the best elite program. So they're just on fire, and this only makes it better. And this is a program called Small Luxury Hotels of the World, or SLH, as we call it in the biz. Uh, and basically. It's kind of weird. Hyatt doesn't own these hotels, but they have a partnership with SLH. And SLH is like a a collection of hotels around the world. They're small luxury hotels. It's exactly what the name. (laughs) It's the best way to describe it. They're usually small hotels. They're not big. They're usually pretty unique. So they're not Mm -hmm. like your cookie cutter hotels. They're usually in kind of unique places. They have a unique local flair to them a lot of the time. They're in kind of obscure countries, but they're also in major cities in the U.S., so they cover a lot of ground. And the partnership with Hyatt gives you, basically, if you book one of these hotels through Hyatt, and you have to be a World of Hyatt member, but that's free. You just create a loyalty account with World of Hyatt. And then as you book um, uh, SLH hotels through Hyatt, through your account, and you'll get a bunch of benefits regardless of whether or not you have Hyatt Elite status. And those benefits include, um, you, well, you'll earn Hyatt points when you stay there and you'll earn Hyatt Elite Nights. So that's a great perk already because these are not part of Hyatt's portfolio. This is just a partnership, keep in mind. You'll get complimentary breakfast for two. You'll get complimentary Wi-Fi, which is a dumb thing to call a perk because that should just be a given now, but you, you'll get it. It's there. Uh, you can get early check-in and late check-out. 
Uh, you can get a complimentary room upgrade. Um, and yeah, and your World of Hyatt uh, Elite status bonuses to the points you earn will also apply at SLH Hotels. So pretty much all of the benefits that you really want when you have Elite status with a hotel program, you get here without needing any Elite status at all. So... I mean, yeah, it's a, it's an easy win. And yeah. the I mean, if you just look up the small luxury hotels with Hyatt, you can... They're pretty nice properties. Pretty nice is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, and they they're not like over the top luxurious or yeah. anything in my experience. They're but I what I like about it is they're always super unique. So mm-hmm. like this year I've stayed at a few different properties like um on my last big trip uh in Cambodia in Siem Reap. I stayed at uh, an SLH hotel that was called the Angkor Village Hotel mm-hmm. and it was like wooden sort of like Cambodian hut style hotel built over the water. It was all built over the water. So like the restaurant was like a floating thing in the middle of water. And this is right in downtown Siem Reap. It's like in the city, but it has big walls around it. So it's kind of like a little oasis and you get this really authentic, cool feel like you're in the jungle and stuff. There's plants everywhere, but you're right in the middle of the city and it's cool, but it's still nice. And so the rooms, once you get inside these huts, have all the amenities you would need. It's very comfortable. Um, and so that was really cool. And actually, the the benefit says for SLH Hotels that it's complimentary continental breakfast, which is not great. But in my experience, it's always been more than that. Um, yeah. It's always been like a pretty normal full breakfast. And, and yeah, so that was really awesome. Earlier this year, I stayed at one in uh, Seoul, South Korea as well. Um, I think it was called, it was in like, I can't remember the name of the neighborhood it was in, but it was, it had nothing to do with like Korea, but it was kind of like early film era themed. So they had like cool cameras in the rooms and like old artwork. And you kind of felt like you were taken back to like the mid 1900s. Yeah. Yeah. Super random, but really cool and unique experiences. And you just get way more value, whether you're uh, paying cash, sometimes they can be really cheap. But you can also redeem Hyatt points. So SLH hotels also use the Hyatt category system. And so sometimes you can even use Hyatt points and get amazing value, just dollar cost of the room. But then you're also getting these uh, elite benefits as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. I think Kalala Island, which probably a lot of the daily drop readers are familiar with, mm-hmm. is part of small luxury hotels. It is. Yeah. So yeah. Kalala Island is the tiny little island in Nicaragua that a lot of uh you know the the internet peoples like to go to I would love to go there someday myself it's always been on my bucket list it just looks amazing that's like next level SLH though that's like the the pinnacle I think the top okay best of the best Michael it's hard to find availability for it um and you have to book I think three nights and it's I'm pretty sure a category eight so it's 40,000 points a night so it's a a big ask and mm-hmm. and obviously not the easiest place to get to as well uh being yeah, in nicaragua yeah, right but man yeah i would love to go do that one. and it's just a good example of how some of these like bucket list super unique properties around the world that you would otherwise never be able to stay at you can access and get a lot of value when you do it yeah yeah all right we could probably spend a whole episode talking about hyatt and then just like naming yeah. all of the amazing <laughs> properties that you can stay at but there's more. There are yeah. more ways to do this. So that's that's like level one of this idea, this topic. 
Level two is you don't need elite status, but you do need a credit card. But once you have that credit card, you open the door up to a very similar program to what we just talked about. And this is called Ennismore Hotels. This is kind of a weird one. And I actually only learned about this fairly recently. I wrote, again, a newsletter about this. So if you want to read a little more, we'll toss that in the show notes as well. Basically, if you have a Chase Sapphire card, so Chase Sapphire Preferred or Chase Sapphire Reserve, either one of those, you get access to a special partnership with a program called Ennismore Hotels, which is just a collection of hotels around the world. Uh, Not all of them. It is only select hotels, but it does cover quite a few major cities around the world. And if you have one of these cards, you can book it book a hotel through a special page for this partnership and you'll get a bunch of perks again much like slh you'll get free breakfast room upgrades uh late checkout and the big one here is you'll get a fourth night free so for every four nights you book you only pay for three and in the newsletter i wrote about this i ran some examples of this in cities around the world and it's significant savings. I mean, you can save hundreds and hundreds of dollars just from the fourth night free perk. Uh, and you also get things like a, a $30 credit as well to use for hotel amenities, for other food and beverage. Um, and so you're getting a lot of direct value from this program right off the bat because the fourth night free, that's just like cash in the pocket, money back in the bank. Yeah. You get a like a $30 cash credit, you get free breakfast, it's a lot of value. And the fact that you can access this partnership by holding even the Chase Sapphire Preferred, which is a $95 card. So it's not a, a huge ask, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, Fortnite Free is a pretty sweet perk to get. I mean, for a yeah. pretty low lift. Yeah. And and that's like, I love that about, <clears throat> sorry, the, uh, the IHG Premier card has yeah. that same perk. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite perks of uh like it's not yeah. even an elite status perk it's just a you hold this credit card you get the perk yeah and i love that because the fifth night free is great with marriott and hilton yeah. but i think ihg's the fourth night free is way easier to use i for some reason i find myself trying to book like four night stays way more often than i end up booking five night stays yeah so the fact that there's another way to get a fourth night free is awesome yeah i feel like this is like this partnership doesn't get a lot of spotlight like no, it doesn't. It's a very little known partnership out there. It is, yeah. And I think the reason for that is because the the properties are quite limited. So it is like a very defined list. Whereas like SLH, there are maybe even hundreds of SLH hotels with the other programs we're going to talk about in a little bit through the bank portals. Like there are, you know, hundreds or maybe thousands of hotels yeah. that it can apply to. With this partnership, it's dozens still great and like i said they cover a lot of major cities uh but it's going to apply to fewer people you'd have to you have to either kind of get lucky and you're hap- you happen to go to a place that you can book one of these hotels or you'd have to kind of go out of your way to make it work but like i said you can save a ton of money so it might be worth going a little bit out of your way to make it work yeah i feel like it's one that like now that you've heard about it on the podcast, you listeners, just go look up the list if it's like a mm-hmm. handful of properties. That way you can just kind of have it tagged in your mind. And if you're planning a trip there, amazing. Take advantage of it. Or you have a trip to come down the road, you'll it might like trigger that little reminder of like, oh yeah, I know that was in Ennismore and I can get a pretty sweet deal with it. 
Yeah. And, and the way you do this is they, like I said, they have a special landing page for this partnership. So on the NSMore website, there is a special page for the Chase Sapphire card partnership. Mm-hmm. And then you can search, you can select the hotel from the dropdown there, um, search for your dates. You'll see the overall price. You'll see the fourth night free at the end. And then I think you also do have to pay with your Chase Sapphire card as well to get that fourth night free and the benefits. Right. So just keep that in mind. Still easy enough. So we've done yeah. level one, mm-hmm. level two. Shall we bring it to level three? Yeah. What's level three, Megan? I feel like you've already hinted on it a little bit, but uh, <laughs> level three is most bank pro- programs have luxury hotel um, collections within them. So notably the Amex Platinum has fine hotel and resorts Mm-hmm. The um, Chase Sapphire Reserve has um, luxury hotel and resort collection. So most banks have their own luxury hotel collection that offers these benefits without having elite status. And like Mike said a moment ago, these collections are going to have like hundreds, if not thousands of options. So they're pretty widespread globally. But with this one, we call it the level three because you do have to hold that more premium card in order to get access to these portals. So mm-hmm. it does require like, a, I don't know, more of a lift. <laughs> you have yeah. to have the card in your Mainly wallet. Mainly a right? financial lift, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to be those premium cards. Like we're talking Amex Platinum. So you're getting into the hundreds of dollars of um, annual fees. With that, you often get credits, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So let's talk about what you get with the as far as benefits go. I feel like they're pretty standard across the board. You're going to get opportunities for room upgrades if they're available. Um, You're going to get daily breakfast, typically for two people. You're going to get that late check out, early check in. Yeah, I said that correctly. It sounded backwards in my head. Probably I went with checkout first. I'm not I'm not sure why. <laughs> Early check in, late check out. Again, complimentary Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a benefit. I don't know. Hotels give it to us as a benefit. <laughs> it's amazing that it's still called a benefit <laughs> yeah, in 2023, yeah. but whatever. It's, it's fine. It's there. It's on the benefits list. Um, and then you usually get some kind of credit that's generally mm-hmm. like $100 or more. That's going to be like a property credit, a dining credit, a spa credit. And the way it works in your portals, like we'll use Fine Hotel Resort and Resorts as an example. When you're searching these properties in that Fine Hotel and Resorts port- portal, it's going to say what benefits come with your booking. Mm-hmm. So you'll see exactly what um, credit you're going to get when you're on site and what additional benefits you're going to get. So it's, I mean, again, you're getting these elite benefits without having elite status. I'm a sucker for free breakfast at hotels. Mm, me too. <laughs> Anytime I can get free breakfast, it feels like I'm winning my my trip. But on top of that, you're getting credits, like $100 credits um, or more in some cases. I actually just recently booked through Fine Hotels and Resorts in your favorite country, Edinburgh, Scotland. <laughs> You had to bring it up. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to get go enough. There. I didn't get enough hate in the lounge. You had to bring it up again. Like you put it in the newsletter again today. You brought it on yourself. Touche. <laughs> okay. I won't go there again. <laughs> but I did Listen use... to the last episode if you have no clue what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So you booked a property in I booked Edinburgh a property. Thank for you for bringing hotels me back and on track. Yes. Yes. I booked the, um, the Virgin Hotel in Edinburgh and it was... 
I mean, awesome. I got a hundred dollar credit while I was there. I got a welcome amenity, mm -hmm. which was like a really nice goodie bag of like, I have a candle that I brought home from there. Oh, cool. And That's like fun. chocolates and some stuff to stock the mini bar. They were pretty generous at that hotel. And again, wow. this is where every hotel is going to vary um, depending on where you are. And it'll always tell you what you're going to get beforehand. So um, yeah, I was happy with my experience. I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes when I book through a portal, I get different service at a hotel. And mm -hmm. do you ever find that? Mm. I don't know. I don't know if I can think of a specific No examples. Example. I've literally had people hand me my keys and be like, like, oh, you booked through hotels.com <laughs> or like something like that. Like with an eye roll. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's, that's not fun. <laughs> So I say that because I had like the total opposite experience with this. Like when I checked in, they were like, thank you so much for being a American Express Platinum user and using um, fine hotels and resorts. We're so excited to have you here. So I feel like there was like a nice experience touch with this too. That's nice. I don't know if that's everywhere, but it yeah, happened. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I, I'm I like kind customer service, so oh, it yeah. counted for part of my experience. Yeah, well, it adds to the the value of the stay. Like, if your if your first yeah. impression is is like warm and friendly, then you're just gonna have a better time at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I got uh, early check in, late check out, all that good stuff. Now, the cool thing with the American Express Platinum and fine hotel fine hotels and resorts. Uh, is you do get a $200 credit to use in the fine hotels and resorts portal. So that's just an extra bonus for... That's if that's with the, the platinum card. Right, right. right. Yeah, so, with the platinum specifically. Right. So it's a perk of the... Pla it's like one of the many credits of the, the what we call the coupon book of the platinum card. Yeah. And so while a lot of credits are for like third-party services and companies and like streaming services and blah, 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 blah. This one is not a general travel credit, but a travel credit that you can use only in the fine hotels and resorts portal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, seeing as you can only use these portals by holding specific bank cards, it's nice that it comes with a credit to entice you to use it. Yeah. Because if you use that, it, it again, if you spend $200 a year, well, there is a, another caveat, right? It does have to be, isn't there a minimum uh, night requirement? To use that credit? Is I think there? you have to, don't you have to book two nights or more to get the Oh yeah, the I hotel think credit? Now that you're saying that, that does feel, that feels so, correct. Yeah, so it's not like perfect and yeah, it's yeah. certainly not as good as some other premium cards. Sure. Uh, in terms of the credit, the flexibility of the credit, because some cards have credits where you can just use it on any travel and it works. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you're getting a lot of extra value because think about the free breakfast that you get from using this credit, the welcome amenity, the $100 property credit, like you could go hit the spa with that credit or yeah. something like there are a lot of ways you can use that to get great value. So you give up a little flexibility, but in exchange, I think you get quite a bit. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, you know, the way I used it, and maybe this would be helpful for someone else, is I had a very specific hotel I wanted to stay in, and I knew I had that fine hotel and resort credit. It's a nice luxury hotel. So I was like, oh, that 
is probably in there. So I just searched that mm -hmm. very specific hotel and there it was. And it had all those amazing benefits that come with it. So I was like, great, great place to use my credit. So I don't know, maybe that's helpful for someone listening. If they're like, I, I don't even know how to use this credit. Like, I feel like I, I hear that often. Like I have mm -hmm. these credits. I don't even know how to use them. So that's one way you could think about it. Yeah. And you can get creative too. If like, because a lot of these hotels are high end mm -hmm. and sometimes they're really expensive and the $200 credit like doesn't make a huge difference, but sometimes yeah. depending on where you're traveling, you could also book, like if you're in Southeast Asia or something where just things are cheaper, yeah. you could book two nights at a nice hotel that costs a hundred bucks a night. And you're just getting two nights at that hotel for free because the $200 credit just cancels that out. And then you also get the, the added benefits. So if you're like doing an initial search for this and you you're looking at like London and everything's like fifteen hundred dollars yeah. a night and you're like, oh, well, this credit's worthless. Just yeah. you'll search around and try to get creative with it because there are ways to make it feel more free. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's my advice. Yeah, I also there was actually just very recently is why this is top of mind. Someone in the lounge posted that they were raving about the fine hotel and resorts credit because the breakfast at the hotel they were staying at was a hundred dollars for two people and they were getting free breakfast mm -hmm. because they booked through there. So I think that's yeah. how you can balance it out too. Like, yes, the, the nightly cost, of course, that's probably the first place you go, but also like looking at things like, well, how much is breakfast going to be? Or mm -hmm. how much do I think I'm going to spend? Like as far as like the experience credit goes, like, am I actually going to use that? Mm -hmm. Um, great way to balance it out yeah a hundred percent i i you see that more and more at especially in the really <clears throat> popular destinations and and like hawaii people talk about seeing breakfast for like a hundred dollars a night and stuff like that yeah. so this is a fantastic if you're going to do something like that already this is a, a really solid way to not need elite status and and just cut down on costs at a really expensive resort or just nice hotel in a really expensive city yeah that's right that's why I'm a sucker for free breakfast. It's great. It just feels good to know you have free breakfast. Like I end up going to breakfast even when I'm not hungry. Like I'll just get a, yeah. a coffee and I'll be like, I will use this free breakfast, even if it's just for one cappuccino. Yeah, exactly. So there you have it, friends. Not an exhaustive list of ways that you can get credits, but at least something to get your wheels turning. Of Like there's so many out of the box creative ways that you can get benefits whether you have a card or don't have a card. Yeah. And just to be clear too, like if you're wondering about if you don't have American Express, but you have maybe a Capital One or a, mm -hmm. a Chase card, mm -hmm. all of the major US banks have have programs like Amex Fine yeah. Hotels and Resorts. Um, they are slightly different, but in general, the concept applies across the board. You're just going to want to look at the specific terms and benefits you get, the specific uh card you need to access those portals and the specific credits you might have access to on those cards but generally it's like that's the the concept so you can just do some googling and and get specifics if you have a card with a different program yeah that's right good old google one of our favorite travel hacking tools yep when in doubt consult google, google. it out <laughs> nice i like Make it rhyme <laughs> <laughs> okay Question? Shall we take a listener question, reader question? Who who asked this question? This is actually a question from the lounge. Okay. A great place to put your questions. I'm constantly scrolling in there for questions so uh, and answering them. But I thought this one was a, a really 
good one to dive into on the on the pod that'll be supportive for everyone. And I just know how excited Mike gets talking about credit scores, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's your jam. It's my thing. <laughs> So Rob says, my situation, my oldest card is also my highest credit limit, about 16% of my total credit. And it's also a card I rarely use. So what should you suggest? And I will say this was in reference to a post about canceling cards. So, Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So a few things here. So I think... I don't know what the exact like issue is if there is one here, but essentially something you want to, a rule of thumb with credit cards and your credit scores, you always want to keep your oldest account open because one of the factors of your credit score is average uh, length of credit. And so when you have an old card, if you cancel it, your average credit length is going to go down drastically and that will impact your credit score negatively. And so you really want to keep the oldest card open. Ideally, that's a card with no annual fee, um, so you just don't have to think about it. Um, And if you have a card that does have an annual fee, you might have an option to downgrade that card to a card with no annual fee or maybe a low annual fee. So I think the idea here is uh, don't cancel that card, whatever you do. And something that he so he said it's the card with the highest credit limit, but he doesn't use it. So if if it's a problem of it sounds like what the, what the issue might be is I have this card I know I shouldn't cancel it because yeah. it's my oldest one but I don't use it and it's taking up a lot of my credit and yeah. maybe maybe the issue is he can't get extra credit on other cards or maybe he can't open new accounts because he has too much credit and so like you want to cancel it cuz you're not using it and you want to put that credit towards other banks or cards but you also don't want to impact your credit score and the suggestion here is ask for less credit. It's what? kind of a weird thing to do. It feels counterintuitive to playing this game, but I do I've done this plenty of times in the past where I have cards that I want to keep open for my credit score or for various reasons, maybe the perks on them or something, but I just don't use them for day-to-day spending. And sometimes I've gone to a bank to open a card and they're like you have too much credit just in general with all of your the credit cards you have with all the banks so we're not going to let you open this card and in that case what i'll do is i'll call the bank for maybe like an old credit card that has a ton of credit and i don't use it and i'll say can you please lower my credit limit to the lowest possible because every credit card has a different minimum credit limit sometimes it's five hundred dollars sometimes it's five thousand dollars um and so i'll ask them to to just take away the credit and then that opens up my whole credit profile to, to have different, uh, to be able to open different products or increase credit limits on cards that I do use a lot um, because it it's more beneficial to have a higher credit limit on cards you're using a lot because of utilization. And so when uh, your, uh, your statement closes at the end of the month, if you have a $5,000 limit, you don't want your balance to be near $5,000. And if you're spending that in a given month, it might be helpful if you had like a $25,000 limit. So then that $5,000 is taking up only a small chunk of your available credit. So there are a few factors of a credit score that are affected by by this topic. So hopefully that helps give you some direction there. Yeah, I think that was great. Hopefully super helpful for for everyone. And I know people get really stressed about canceling cards in general Mm -hmm. so just in general 
there are solutions. We're full circling it again. I feel like we were talking about there are <laughs> solutions at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah, they're canceling things specifically. Yeah. Trips, yeah, credit right. cards, all of the above. <laughs> Lesson also, of the day. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but if you have specific questions like that and you just don't know, feel free to ask us because we might be able to answer it for you. And if we can't answer it, somebody else can. And that's the beauty of the Daily Drop Lounge, which is that's our right. Facebook community with 35-ish thousand people that uh, hang out with Megan every day and talk about travel, ask questions, share wins, help each other out, have fun. It's a great time. So come find us there. And if you want more daily drop content in written form from me in your inbox every day pestering you then you can go to dailydrop.com and sign up for our daily travel newsletter uh, and of course if you have any specific questions comments feedback whatever for the podcast you can reach us at podcast at dailydrop.com and if you enjoy this podcast please tell us that you enjoyed it by uh giving us a review rating uh all of the, the good stuff you normally do when you like content on the internet. That's right. That brings us to another end of the Daily Drop Pod. We're so happy you hung out with us for this last bit of time and happy travel hacking, friends. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. <laughs>